Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. Today, the topic for this message is security in Yeshua. A few days ago in my prayer time, I was thinking about the fact that I am chosen. I've been chosen by Father God to walk the earth as light, as salt. I've been chosen and called to preach the word of God and to walk and pray. I've been chosen to live as a son on, the, on planet earth. I've been chosen by the good shepherd, Yeshua, to hear his voice and to follow him and to bring glory to my father. The fact that I am chosen and that I was chosen before the foundation of the world gives me a great sense of security and great sense of peace. Now, our security is not based on the things of this world, not based on other people, not based even on ourselves. Our security and our joy and peace in the kingdom of God is based on the identity of our Savior, Yeshua, and the work, the finished work and the continuing work of our Savior. It says in Hebrews chapter 7 that Yeshua ever lives to make intercession for us. And in Romans 8, it says the Holy Spirit makes intercession. Our Holy Spirit, our Savior, are continually interceding for us at the throne of God. We have great security. And so my prayer has begun to be uh, not that I would have security, but I would have a greater awareness of the security that is already mine. It's a joyful thought to know that heaven has chosen me, heaven thinks about me, angels attend to me, and my purpose on this earth is to glorify God. How, how could anything separate me from that? How could anything destroy that? Nothing can. 35 years ago, when I was 22, I was attending church one Sunday morning. And the pastor preached on the first chapter of Philippians. Uh, the Apostle Paul had a message there about life and death. And up until that time in my life, there, there was a fear in my life, a fear of death. Now, I had faith in Yeshua. I knew my sins were forgiven. I knew I was going to heaven. It, I didn't fear what was beyond death. I feared death itself. And the scripture that the pastor read that morning set me free from that fear. In Philippians 1, Paul writes, For me to live is Christ, Messiah, to die is gain. For I desire to depart and be with Messiah, which is better by far. But I know that I will remain for your sake. Paul's attitude was he wanted to die. Uh, not that he was suicidal, not that he had a morbid uh, twisted desire. It's just for me to live as Christ, to die was gain. To die was a blessing. And he knew where he was going and his eternity was sure. That day, as the pastor read that scripture and talked about that, I felt something lift off of my body. I don't believe I had a spirit inside of me, but it was like it was on my shoulders, like a yoke or a burden of the enemy, or maybe even a curse. And since that day, I have no longer, I am no longer afraid of death or of dying. 
there's a great desire to depart and be with Messiah. I'm not suicidal. I don't have a morbid desire to die. Uh, I'm going to live out my life on this earth rejoicing and look forward to going home, like going through a doorway into my eternal home with my Father. That is security. The work of Yeshua, the word of Yeshua, and the faith that was given to me that day, that is security. Now, let me share with you three scriptures and, and uh, words about our Savior, Yeshua's identity. Because I really want you to understand that this is all about the identity of Messiah, the identity of our Good Shepherd, the identity of Emmanuel, the Son of God, the Son of Man, Yeshua who saves us, and he is our rock. He's our bedrock. He's our chief cornerstone, the one who supplies us with this security. Now, in John 10, beginning with verse 27, Yeshua said this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. The Savior's identity is the Good Shepherd, and we are his sheep. He is emphatic here. No one can snatch us out of his hand. He says that twice. He also points out that the Father is greater than all. The Father is greater than the devil, than the world, than our circumstances, than anyone that would try to lead us astray or snatch us away. The hand of our shepherd is secure. It is powerful. It is mighty. And we have this peace and we have this knowledge that he will never leave us nor forsake us and no one can take us away from him. Now, there is the matter of people can walk away. Uh, the Bible uses these images one is Paul wrote that we can suffer shipwreck of our faith. Uh, Paul also wrote that people wander away from the faith, chasing after the things of this world. And also in Revelation 3, uh, Yeshua said that the name written in the book of life can be blotted out. We can make a choice to rebel against God. We can make a choice to walk away like a sheep that goes astray from his, its shepherd. Uh, we can put ourselves in a position where we're no longer in his hand, but no power, no principality, no human, no demon, nothing in all of creation is greater than Father God and greater than his son Yeshua. We are secure with our shepherd. Now, there's a part that we have to play here. We have this promise that no one can snatch us out of his hand, but our responsibility in the midst of the context here is that we hear his voice and follow him. We have to make decisions. We have to focus. We have to stir up our faith to hear and to follow this good shepherd. The second image that's used by Yeshua is found in John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5, and then 16. Our Savior says, Abide in me, and I in you. 
as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. In verses 4 and 5, two verses, he uses the word abide. He uses the word if, which is a conditional promise, and he uses the word abide. Now verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. He chose us. He chose you. What an amazing thought. Even when we were in our sin, when we were lost, when we were estranged from him, he chose us. He chose to go to the cross. He chose to fulfill the law, suffer and die, that we might be reconciled to our Father. And it says in Romans 5, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for the ungodly. Therefore, having been justified by his blood, we are saved from wrath through Messiah. He chose us when we were sinners. He chose us when we were in rebellion against him. And how much more will he choose us and keep us now that we've been reconciled to him and are walking with him? And once again, there's that word to abide. Abide comes from the word abode, living place, dwelling place, your home. And what Yeshua is saying here, if you will abide in me, if you will abide in my word, if you'll allow me and my word to abide in you, you are secure. You are safe because you are chosen. And then the third image from our Messiah is in John 16, verse 32 and 33. Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. He's saying that his apostles would be scattered when he was arrested, which exactly happened. His choice of them didn't change. His love for them didn't change. He just was saying, you are going to be afraid. You will be humbled. You will see things as they really are. And they all came back to him. Uh, because they could not be snatched from his hands. Verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me, don't miss that, in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The identity of our Savior in the previous scripture that I read was the vine. He's the vine, we are the branches. And so he is the vine that supplies all things. Now in this verse in John 16, he's the overcomer. He said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In the world we do have tribulation. And tribulation when it comes in trials and fears and doubts and our enemy comes at us, people, circumstances, it can shake us. It can shake us to the very foundation of our faith. And the words of our Savior here, he wants to assure us of our security in him. Let me read that again. These things I have spoken to you. There's his word again, that in me you may have peace. Outside of him we can have peace. 
But we need to realize that even in tribulation, all of our circumstances are in Messiah. We are in Messiah. All of our circumstances are in him. That's why he can say to us, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And because he is an overcomer, we are overcomers. Now, I would simply direct you to the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3. Uh, those are the seven letters to the seven churches in Asia. And to each one of those seven churches, Yeshua said, Now to him who overcomes. So he is speaking in Revelation 2 and 3 of his identity. And he's saying, you are overcomers. And if you will overcome, you will receive these blessings. So we're being trained. We're being trained to be overcomers. In Messiah, the overcomer, we can. And just there at the end of Revelation chapter 3, Yeshua said this, Now to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me upon my throne, just as I have overcome and sat down with my Father upon his throne. So just to review, the identity of our Savior, number one in John 10, he's the good shepherd, and no one can snatch us out of his hand. Number two, John 15, he's the vine. He's the vine that supplies all the things that the branches need to bear fruit. And number three in John 16, he's the overcomer. He, hallelujah, is the ultimate overcomer because he overcame sin, death, hell, the devil, all of our enemies for us. Now through faith, we also have become overcomers. And just another word there from Yeshua in Revelation chapter 2. He said, he who is faithful unto death... I will give him a crown of life. We have a crown of life. We have many blessings waiting for us because of the work of our Messiah. Let me just close with this word from Luke. Luke 13, 24, where Yeshua says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And this same reference is found in the book of Matthew also where Yeshua said, Strive to enter at the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way which leads to destruction. Many go in there. But narrow is the gate and difficult the way which leads to life. And few there are who find it. We do have a part to play in this. It's not that there's ever a failure, nor is failure possible on Yeshua's part. He is the vine, he is the shepherd, he is the overcomer, he has accomplished the work. There's nothing more that he needs to do. The failure would be if I fail to do what that word says, to strive to enter at the narrow gate. Those who go in at the wide gate and walk the broad way, they go to destruction. We have a narrow road, and he said it's a difficult road, and yet it leads to life. And it's possible to walk that road in Messiah. This word in Luke 13, 24, strive, strive to enter, uh, in the Greek, it, it has three meanings, and they're all very similar. The first way that this word is translated is to compete for a prize. Secondly, to contend with an adversary. Third, to work to accomplish a goal. Let me say those again. To compete to, to strive there means to compete for a prize, 
to contend with an adversary, to work to accomplish a goal. Yeshua himself said this was a difficult way. But what, what is the goal? The goal is life. The goal is eternal life. The goal is to be in that place where there's absolute security. We do, we are required to do something. We are required to enter, to make a decision to enter at that narrow gate. We're required to walk, to walk away that may be difficult, but has vision to see what's at the end. And we are required to compete and contend and to work. And the good news, the great news, is that Yeshua has supplied us with his Holy Spirit. In Acts 1.8, he said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria, uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So my prayer today and my hope, my expectation, is that these words from our Savior, these words that he shares with us to show us his identity, would encourage you would exhort you, would build your hope, would cause you to have joy on the way, though it may be difficult, and in the midst of this world to have a vision and to have a sense of your own identity and to know that you are absolutely secure in Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom.